in fellowship today. Hi, this is Todd Fields with Worship Circle. I want to thank you for watching the live recording from our rest retreat. This Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody raise your hands to Jesus. People of God, we want to begin to and welcome the, name the of Holy the Spirit in this place. As we dedicate our bodies and our minds to God right now. You want to giving begin him to our lift soul, your our minds and our spirits. Hallelujah. Wherever you are. Even as I've welcomed you, want to welcome the presence of God in this place. Want to welcome the Holy Spirit. Want to tell God to take preeminence. Want to lift Him high from the depths of your heart. Just thank you, thank you, thank you. Bless His name. Bless Him, bless Him, bless Him, bless Him, bless Him. Jesus, we give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise. We adore Your name. You exalt that be glorified. You are going to bless his name. Bless his name. Bless him. You can't thank him enough. You can't bless him enough. No, you can't. You can't. You can't. Father, bless you. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forgets not all his benefits. O Jesus, Father, we bless you. We bless you. In this congregation of the righteous, we bless you. We forget not all your benefits towards us, O God. You forgive all our iniquities. You heal our diseases. You redeem our lives of destruction. And you crown us with loving kindness and tender mercies. Lord, you satisfied our mouths with good things. Great things we cannot make mention of. We can testify of the air we breathe, O God. Strength for our daily affairs, O God. Your covering and protection, O God. Father, we bless you. We bless you so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. Lord, we bless you. We thank you for executing righteousness and judgment. Oh, for all of us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For making known your ways unto us. Father, we bless you. We thank you for your chastening. We thank you for your covenant. We thank you for your revelation. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for your peace, O God. Lord, we bless you. We give you praise. Huh? We give you praise. Huh? We give you praise, Lord. We adore you. Blessed be your name. Honor, thanks, adoration be to your mighty name. In the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. I, I just want us to. 
I want us to soak ourselves into the moment. Amen. Let the atmosphere bless you. Marry the atmosphere. Absorb the atmosphere even as God desires to embrace you and also absorb you into his very presence. Hallelujah. He is the one who draws. So in Songs of Solomon, he said to the, 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 the prince, which is Solomon, the Shunammite woman said, draw me, draw me, and I will run after you. God is here to draw. God is here to align. The Prince of God is present. It's here to strengthen, to enforce. Hallelujah. God is present to heal. God is present to enlighten. So you want to put yourself, immerse yourself into the entire atmosphere in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Once again, you want to lift your voice and bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless him. Just bless him. Thank him for he is a good God. You want to say, Lord, we bless him. Father, we thank you for another opportune moment like this, oh God, to, to join in fellowship with the saints. Lord, we bless you. Thank you for your many benefits towards us. Thank you for your blessings, oh God. You are merciful and gracious. You are slow to anger, anger and plenteous in mercy. Lord, oh God, you have not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Lord, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. Like a father pities his children, so you have even pitied us because we fear you. For you know our frame. Lord, we know that you know our frame. You had mercies. On us, because we know they are new, everybody, your compassions, they fail not, but your mercies are from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear you, Lord, and your righteousness unto our children's Lord, we bless you, we bless you, we thank you, in the name of our Lord Jesus, we bless you, in the name of our Lord Jesus, we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise, that we have all our beings together, our souls, Lord, Restored, our bodily frames are intact. Lord, we are whole and perfect and strong because of your goodness, oh God. Lord, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we bless you in the name of Jesus. We bless you in the name of Jesus. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the gift of life. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Oh God, thank you, Lord. Beloved. We are praying, asking God. You are saying that, Father, even as I climb higher, as I get into the hill of the Lord, Father claims me. Your word says in Hebrews 4, 16, it says we should come boldly, boldly to the throne of grace. So tonight we are coming boldly by the blood, by the blood of Jesus, which was shed on Calvary's cross, to restore us, which was shed on Calvary's cross, to give us life, to give us hope and a place. Lord, we enter boldly by blood to obtain mercy to find grace to help in these times of need we are asking that lord cleanse us from all unrighteousness in the name of jesus every defilement oh god of our garment of purity every garment that is even stained with the flesh with sin that is defiled by any act of the flesh oh god hey lord we ask that you cleanse lord that you replace our garment oh god for you have said that we should let our garments be always white and our hands should not lack 
oil tonight oh god as we present ourselves oh god we ask that you wash our frames spirit soul and body father claims us consecrate sanctify us by the blood of the lord jesus christ sanctify purify us lord purify lord purify lord purify us father purify purify us father purify purify us in the name of jesus christ wash us clean by the blood of the lord jesus christ the word says oh god if we go God bless you for praying. How many of us are excited to be in the presence of God today? How many of us are excited to be in the company of the brethren today to receive of the Lord? To receive of the Lord. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He says that unless we eat his flesh and drink his blood we have no part in him we understand that from the parable of of the loaves in matthew 14 and matthew 15 that he performed and that miracle jesus performed in matthew chapters 14 and 15 we realize he used just five loaves of bread and two fish which was very symbolic of himself. He was in essence pointing the church to the fact that a time will come when we would have to proclaim his word. He is a bread of life and everyone will have to eat of him, taste of him. Taste of him. Taste of him. And tonight we are here to taste of him. The Bible says that after that they had broken the bread for all the people, that they had broken the five loaves and the two fish for all people who were gathered together the five thousand men women and children excluded bible says that they were left over 12 basketfuls that is to say jesus is more than sufficient he is more than enough for all your needs he is more than enough for all the world he is more than enough for the for, for the country of ghana for france for zimbabwe for zambia for australia for the continent of africa he is more than enough for europe for asia jesus is more than enough for america north and south america jesus is more than enough for the entire human race the caucasian the jew the greek jesus is more than enough for the oriental jesus is more than enough for the indian jesus is more than enough for everybody jesus is more than enough he is more than enough is more than enough so tonight we want to prepare our prayer our, our hearts for the last prayer 
our last prayer by praying the language of the Spirit. By praying the language of the Spirit. Jesus is more than enough. He is the reason not just for the season. Jesus is the reason for our faith. Hallelujah. Without his death, or his, his agony and passion, his crucifixion, his death, his burial, and his resurrection, and his reception into glory, we wouldn't have this faith. There will be no Christianity. Hallelujah. There wouldn't be a new covenant with a superior priesthood, which has given us hope, not only on earth, but even when we are caught up together with him in glory. So this, the Bible says in Colossians 1.27, it says that Christ in us, the hope of glory. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Jesus residing, perambulating, tabernacling in us is our hope of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank God for the cross. We thank God for the resurrection. The Bible says that if Jesus had not resurrected from the dead, we would have been of all men the most miserable but we thank god for the victory so you want to lift your voice you want to lift your voice according to the book of first corinthians chapter 14 the verse 2 bible says that for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto god for no man understandeth him how be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries hallelujah and the verse 4 the same chapter he now continues to say that he that speaketh in an unknown in an unknown tongue edifieth himself hallelujah then he says that with a charge to the entire church he says i would that ye all speak with thanks hallelujah i would that ye all speak with thanks with thanks so we want to begin to speak in the language of the spirit even as jude 1 and verse 26 says but ye beloved building up yourselves on your most holy faith praying in the holy ghost we want to build ourselves we want to build capacity we want to stir and rekindle our spirit and our and we are telling god that holy spirit holy spirit uh, quicken and empower holy spirit holy spirit uh, quicken empower stir me up uh, empower me oh god stir me up and build in me uh, capacity to receive uh, from you in the name of jesus grant me understanding understanding uh, understanding understanding uh, understanding understanding uh, Understanding, understanding her in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Ali Komo no Ramba Bay, the mistress of your 
eyes uh, speak oh god uh, and let your speech your words your presence your power your glory uh, fall upon us uh, hey, like the dew of the morning to refresh to transform her uh, hey, to heal her uh, to restore her
amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for thy courts, or for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cried out for the living God. Beloved, what are you crying for in this meeting? As you are listening to this podcast, live or recorded, what is your heart yearning for? In these times, in this person, in this unpredictable times and days. Hallelujah. David understood. So he said that one thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after that I may dwell, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. He said, I was glad when they said unto me. Let us go to the house of the Lord. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, in whose heart are the ways of them. Because they go from strength to strength, every one of them in Zion appearing before God. For we have come up unto Mount Zion, the city of the living God. We have come, we have come, beloved. You have changed your residential address. You have changed your location tonight. Bible says you have come, but ye have come. Ye are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling, the blood of sprinkling, that speaketh better things. Our blood speaks, it speaks better things than the blood of Abel in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We have come unto Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. Hallelujah. It was in this understanding that David said, David said, For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. He didn't qualify it, but I would like to qualify it. It's better than a thousand elsewhere, a thousand in my mother's house, in a thousand in my father's mansion, a thousand in a, a presidential palace, a thousand in my in my lecture hall, a thousand in a club, a thousand on the street, a thousand in the mall, a thousand in some recreation center, a day, a moment in the courts of God is better than a thousand elsewhere. He said, I would, I would, I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tent of wickedness. I would rather, I had rather, I had rather be a doorkeeper, just a doorkeeper. I don't want, he's not asking for more. He's not asking for too much. He says, I would rather, or I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than 
than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. The tents of wickedness are all around us. You don't have to look far to see the tent of wickedness. The, 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 the neighbor gossiping around you, next to you or in the room with you is, is an epitome of the tent of wickedness. But Bible says that we have been called, we are a chosen generation. We've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Tonight, 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 we are set to encounter light. Hallelujah. For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that, them that walk uprightly. Blessed are those that trust in him. Blessed are those that look up to him. Blessed are those that make God their trust. Hallelujah. having trouble and receive healing receive healing receive healing receive healings of all kinds healing from every form of infirmity pains healing from cancer healing from every form of pain in the head healing from every form of malfunctioning healing from every form of malfunctioning of any organ in your body right now in the name of Jesus receive healing from every chronic issue receive healing from anxiety depression receive healing healing in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus you are a purchased possession of the Lord sickness is illegal in your body therefore for whatever reason that sickness is there by the superior blood of the Lord Jesus, by the mercy of God, I speak healing. I declare the legal grounds of that pain and that sickness broken right now in the name of Jesus. By the blood of the Lord Jesus, every legal ground for every pain in your body, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, every fiber, every bone, every marrow, every tissue, every fluid in your body, I declare anywhere any pain is hiding in your body. I speak healing. Healings right now in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing right now in the name of Jesus. Receive healing in the name of Jesus. Into every organ of your body, every bone, every tissue. In the name of Jesus. Every cell, every
every sinew, every ligament, every bone, every marrow. In the name of Jesus, I declare, let the healing power of God displace every pain, every sickness, every infirmity. For he was bruised for our iniquities. He was wounded for our transgressions. Hey, by his stripes, we are made whole. By his wounds, you were healed. You are not now being healed. You were healed. Therefore, you are receiving your healing right now in the name of Jesus. You are receiving healing for that mother, that father, that sister, that uncle, that cousin, that friend, right now in the name of Jesus. That church member, hey, that classmate, right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You cannot be sick. Hey, torment is illegal. Pain is illegal. By virtue of the sacrificial work of Jesus on the cross, pain is illegal in your body. I might not 
sin against you. The place for the word of God is your heart, so he needs your heart. For those who have been wondering why I make that statement, it's biblical. Amen. So we want to get into the word and we trust God to help us. series or our Passover series or our Easter series I think we'll be hearing more of Passover than Easter because the word Easter actually um, comes from a, it has pagan origins amen I wouldn't want to go too deep into that or veer there because we have a lot that the Spirit of God will want us to do today but we do know, we do know, we do know that the word Easter has certain pagan origins. The English rules, Ostara or Eostre or Easter denotes a pagan festivity which was held in honor of a certain god of festivity which was later adopted by the Roman Empire under the reign of one of the emperors, one of the emperors, when he wanted to Christian or Christianize the entire of Rome. Hallelujah. So we'll be hearing more of Passover. When I say Passover, that is more and more biblical. It's more biblical because it is one of the seven feasts of Israel. And it is not just an Old Testament feast, but it is one sh a shadow in the Old Testament that has been fulfilled in the New Testament for our sake when Jesus came to die on the cross for us. So tonight, we will not be dealing so much with the stories of the Word, but we shall be delving into the mysteries of the Word. Hallelujah. I believe that the stories are, the stories are basic. We've heard it over and over again in our various churches and then fellowships during the entire period of the festivity from even from before then when we were in sunday school we heard the story narrated over and over again how jesus was betrayed and examined before the civil authorities and um, how that he was tortured and bruised hanged or crucified on a tree and then um, held by a black man his tomb purchased for him by a rich man how that he was he was buried and angels got the place he died and he, he he arose and bible says that the the ladies magdalene mary magdalene and mary mary magdalene and and then some of the jews went there and he wasn't there and how that he showed himself 40 days to the disciples by many infallible proofs and then on the final day after he had given them command bible says he was received up into glory right in their presence so the same person who ascended bible says he first descended he first descended today people of god we are looking at we are looking at the road 
to the cross. Uh, you may also call it Passover events, the road to the cross. The next in the series will be the anatomy of the cross. Or you may also call that one the lifting of the Son of Man. Bible says that even as a serpent or as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And then the last in the series will be the power and glory of the resurrection. Hallelujah. So today we are looking at the road to the cross or the Passover event. And you can find the details of these, um, this, this teaching in Matthew 26, 27. Matthew chapter 26 and chapter 27. You can get it also in Luke 22 and 23. John 18 and 19. Matthew, Mark 14 and Mark 15. Those are all chapters. Amen. Amen. Now, when we talk about Passover, what is it? But before I get into Passover, I want to approach it as the Spirit of God wants me to approach it so that people will, will get a deeper background, a deeper understanding of what this, this whole thing is about. So I want to introduce us to the feast. Please, can someone help us with Leviticus 23, verses verse 4, or verses 4 to 16? I'm more interested in the verse 4. God gave our fathers of old, under the old covenant, a command or an appointment. He appointed feasts unto them. Bible says that these were sacred assemblies. They were sacred assemblies that they were to proclaim at certain appointed times in a year. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Winnie. Please, today we'll be looking at a lot of scriptures. So please, I would encourage as many of us as can help with the scriptures to be available to help amen so that we can flow i want i want us to go as deep as possible into this so that we can get we can get get a firm grip of this whole thing we are not just touching the surfaces or just combing through no we want to be able to handle the meat the bone strong meat of the world amen so it says that Leviticus 23 verse 4 and 5 These are the feasts of the Lord even holy convocations which he shall proclaim in their seasons in the 14th day of the first month at even in the Lord's Passover Hallelujah Then the verse 6 says verse 6 and 7 says and on the 15th day of the same month is a feast of unleavened bread unto the Lord seven days you must eat unleavened bread in the first day you shall have an holy convocation you shall not several work therein but you shall offer offering made by fire unto the Lord seven days in the seventh day okay no that, that is okay that is okay thank you so much I just wanted the verse 4 verse 4 
so we see that God was commanding the people he says that these are the feasts of the Lord even holy convocations which ye shall proclaim in their seasons what are these feasts that the Lord was giving to these people if you read the NIV it says that these are the Lord's appointed feasts the feasts are also festivals or they are fiestas hallelujah the feasts are festivals or fiestas they are sacred assemblies that are to be proclaimed they are to proclaim before God at their appointed time there were certain set times don't forget that God lives in eternity he created time and 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 though he's not bound by time he's a God of times and seasons he works according to time for those who live in time hallelujah Please, can someone help us with Exodus 23, verse 14 to 16? Exodus 23, verse 14 to 16. Now you realize that in Exodus 23, verses 14 to 16, the Bible talks of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is the Passover. We shall look at that. That is the main, the main point or topic for our discussion tonight. The Feast of Unleavened Bread. Then we have the Feast of Harvest, which is Pentecost, which is the first fruits of the crops that God says they will, they will sow in their field. And then the third that he commanded them, or I appointed them to proclaim, was the Feast of Ingathering, otherwise known as the Feast of Tabernacles, which is also to be proclaimed at the end of the year, each year when they have gathered their crops from the field. The feast of tabernacles so if you paid attention carefully i've mentioned three key feasts over here the feast of unleavened bread otherwise known as passover the feast of harvest which is also pentecost and then the feast of ingathering or tabernacles these were observed annually hallelujah however passover and tabernacles each had three minor festivals they had three sub festivals which were which were observed at the same time one after the other hallelujah and then pentecost also now came 50 days after the passover but for pentecost it has no minor festivals associated with it so that makes it seven hallelujah there are three major feasts but because of the subdivisions it makes it seven hallelujah exodus Exodus chapter three. You are welcome. God bless all of us for connecting. I think I couldn't welcome us properly because we have a lot to deal with tonight. So I want to encourage you. Come with your notes. If you have your notes, make notes. Even though we'll be publishing the podcast for for us to be able to listen to it later, but you want to come with your notes. Amen. You want to make notes because we shall be having a discussion on the page as to the family page. As to what each and every one of us has learned tonight there is a lot to be learned hallelujah exodus 23 verses 14 through 16 bible says three times shall three times thou shalt keep a feast unto me in a year so notice i mentioned three feasts the first the feast of unleavened bread which is passover the feast of harvest which is pentecost and then the feast of ingathering or or otherwise known as the feast of tabernacles hallelujah it says three times 
this is God speaking three times thou shalt keep a feast unto me in a year thou shalt keep the feast of unliving bread thou shalt eat unliving bread seven days when now we shall we shall come we shall come to see how this typology of unliving bread was actually fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ who became prophetically became our Passover lamb a lamb without blemish having been touched at all points of human weakness yet without sin hallelujah thou shalt eat unliving bread seven days as I commanded thee in the same appointed of the month Abib for in it thou camest out of out from Egypt and none shall appear before me empty hallelujah none shall appear before me empty thank you ministers Aben and winning and David hallelujah none shall appear before me empty this is God speaking to the people of Israel so these three feasts were observed annually like I said Passover and Tabernacles had three minor divisions each which were observed at the same time one after the other making it together with the Pentecost seven feasts and I said that Pentecost came 50 days exactly after the Passover and it has no minor festivals with it hallelujah now we want to look at the Passover as an ordinance beyond testament an ordinance beyond testament an ordinance not limited only to the old covenant but fulfilled in a new testament and beyond now if you look at if you study the seven old testament feasts of the, the, the festivals or fiestas that god appointed the people of israel to proclaim thrice in a year before him it, it the, the whole thing has been crafted or engineered or programmed into a calendar spanning about 3500 years of spiritual history beginning right from moses to jesus second appearance hallelujah and they are to reveal number one how god dealt with his people in the past we can't get into all of these so please follow us closely amen follow closely i said that they begin or they began from moses all the way to Jesus' second appearance and they reveal to us how God dealt with his people in the past what God wanted them to do in the present and how he would work with them in the future that them here now even refers to us hallelujah because we are a purchased possession of Jesus Bible says we have been sealed with the endless we have the endless of the spirit hallelujah we have been bought been bought with a price we have been bought with a price so Jesus is not ashamed to call us brethren hallelujah Romans chapter 10 and verse 6 please help us with Romans chapter 10 and verse 6 and another person please help us with John 3 verse 13 John 3 verse 13 we have not started we want to be fast and get deeper into the word Please, is the strings too loud? And is my voice audible enough? Oh, thank you, Jesus. All right. All right, so this is how we are going to do it. Every first scripture that I give, Minister Winning will take that up. Every second scripture, 
Minister David will take it up every third scripture. Or every second scripture, Minister Aben will take it up every third scripture. Minister Aben. Hey, Minister David will take it up. So one for winning, two for Aben, three for David. Amen. Bible says, Romans chapter 10. Who is, who is giving us Romans 10 verse 6? Romans chapter 10 verse 6. Or should I quote it? Sorry, sorry for the network. The Bible says that by the righteousness which is of faith, speaketh on this wise, say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above. Hallelujah. Can you add the verse 7? descend into the deep that is to bring up Christ again from the dead hallelujah now Ephesians 4 verse 8 and 9 Ephesians 4 verse 8 and 9 now understand this that before Jesus ascended into glory he first descended that was God stooping low that was God humbling himself to for for his creation to save his creation it was God allowing himself Bible says that the entire expanse of the universe can be measured in Isaiah 40, 45. He says he measures the entire expanse of the universe or, or, or the world between his index finger and his thumb. Yes, literally. And this God, so if that is how he measures the earth, the entire universe can be contained in his palm, the palm of his hand. Ask yourself, where does he live? Can he live on the earth? No. So for God to create his dwelling among men, even to live in your heart, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. And all of this began through this Passover. Bible says that, Ephesians, please have you helped us with that scripture? Ephesians chapter 4 verse 8 Wherefore he said, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts unto men. Now he that descended, what is it but that he, he also descended, he that ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. Hallelujah. 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 How many of us are following? Bible says, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world, that is Jesus descending into the world, to condemn the world. No, he didn't come to condemn us, but that the world through him might be saved. Hallelujah. In 1 Peter 3 verse 18, the Bible says, For Christ also, 1 Peter 3 18, For Christ also has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh but quickened by the spirit hallelujah 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Eternal life is perfect indication of the existence of eternal death. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 9 and 10. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 9 and verse 10. Eternal life is perfect indication of the existence of eternal death. Bible says that for us by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for all have sinned because we are all seeds of Adam. And the day that in the very day, God said to Adam, the very day you eat of this, you will surely die. So the very day Adam ate of the fruit and he died, all the three deaths he died, the spiritual death, the, the death of his relationship to God, the physical death that he died. He died in terms of cessation of his relationship with God. He died spiritually, losing eternal life. He died physically. That was mortality, was introduced into his immortality. It wasn't God's, God's perfect intention to make man mortal. He was still in the process of completing the project of man that he has started when he said let us make man in our own image until sin came into the sin and sin corrupted man and because man was the head of all creation man was the pinnacle of all that God had made all creation fell all creation became corrupted and became subject to the bondage of sin and so today, Romans 8, verse 16, verse 19, Bible says, understand that all of the creation is groaning, groaning together, awaiting our manifestation as sons to wait the redemption, not only of our bodies, but all of creation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bible says, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves but in God which raised the dead who delivered us from so great a death so great a death beloved God has done so great a miracle for you so great he has given you so great a gift of life by delivering us from so great a death and that deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us it talks about instantaneous salvation progressive and then future or futuristic salvation so salvation is instantaneous it is progressive our spirits are saved on the very day we accept jesus hallelujah progressively our souls are being saved when bible says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling and then ultimately in the future our bodies will be redeemed when this mortality would have put on immortality and this corruption would have put on incorruption bible says then will be brought to pass the saying that oh death where is your sting oh grave where is your power so this body will not be glorified hallelujah all the three aspects of our beings benefit from the total salvation package of God hallelujah let's go deeper let's go deeper let's go deeper now you one thing
thing, one thing that we ought to know is that You see, in the Jewish setting, the capital punishment of the Jews for sin is stoning. It is not the cross, it's not crucifixion. The cross was the means of punishment for the Romans. Even the lowest Roman or the lowest of the Roman citizens, they were crucified by the cross. It was a shameful and humiliating death or penalty. Hallelujah. That is why now Jesus, so you ask that if the capital punishment of the Jews was by stoning, even as Stephen was stoned, why then was Jesus not stoned? Because he was delivered up to the Romans. The Jews were under the Roman covenant at the time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's get a bit into the, the, the background of Passover. Please help us with Exodus chapter 12. Exodus 12, verse 2, verse 3, verse 6, verse 7. Please take note. Exodus 12, the verse 2, the verse 3, 2 and 3, 6 and 7. 12 and 13. 2 and 3. 6 and 7. 12 and 13. So the 2 and 3 of Exodus 12 says that this month shall be unto you the beginning of month. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamp, according to the house of their fathers, a lamp for an house. And he shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall keep it to the evening. Uh, at that time I revealed unto us how that Jesus was crucified at twilight, around sunset. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two sides post, and on the upper doorpost of the houses wherein they shall eat it for i will pass through the land of egypt that this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of egypt both man and beast both man and beast both man and beast and against all the gods of egypt and i will execute judgment i am the lord and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are and when i see the blood Somebody type, when I see the blood, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Somebody type, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. When I smite the land of Egypt, when I see the blood, when I see the blood, it doesn't matter who applies it. Anybody who gets a hold of this instruction and applies it, Bible says, it says, when I see the blood, when or not, when I see your tribe, your tribe ceases to matter. He says, when I see the blood, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. I pray, 
I pray that by virtue of the shedding of the blood of Jesus, may every evil spell, incantations, divination, evil proclamations against your life, against your health, against your career, against your relationship, against your academics, against any blessing and breakthrough that God has ordained for you, for your manifestation in this year, 2023, 2024, 2025, 2026, 2027, 28, 29, 30, 30, 32, 35 and beyond all the days of your life may it pass over you in the name of Jesus Christ by virtue of the blood may all these evil incantations every curse released against you by any priest demonic priesthood any shrine any evil person any messenger of Satan any witchcraft marine powers any any power of darkness any ruler of wickedness any evil pronouncement against your life I declare by virtue of the blood by virtue of the blood of Jesus it shall not hold it shall not stand it shall pass over you and bounce back to the sender in the name of Jesus it shall not hold because of the blood because of the blood because of the blood No angel of harm shall succeed against you because of the blood. There is no divination, no incantation against Israel. No counsel against the Lord shall prevail. Therefore, no counsel of darkness against you shall prevail in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, the Passover. We just realized the instructions. I selected those verses to just summarize the entire, the entire experience, the story of the Passover. The Bible says that this was an instruction that God gave the people through Moses. Know that, note that the security of the, the, the people dependent on their obedience to the instructions of Moses. And it didn't matter who performed this instruction. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. The Bible says that when he sees the blood, hallelujah. So what is a Passover? We want to focus, we want to zoom out on Passover. The Passover points backward from what the scriptural background we just looked at. It points backward and reminds us of the events related to Israel's protection and deliverance from Egypt. Hallelujah. Prophetically, the Passover was pointing to something God was going to do. In the Old Testament, it was pointing to that which God was yet to do. Hallelujah. Now it has been done, and it was done some 2,000 years ago. And what was that which God wanted to do, or God was going to do, when he was commanding or appointing this feast to his people to proclaim year after year, which we also do by celebrating as Easter year after year, Prophetically, Jesus was crucified on the Passover. 
he, he, he was raised from the dead on the festival of the first fruits or the sheaves offering the sheaf offering and and he poured out his spirit on the waiting disciples 50 days later at the Pentecost hallelujah prophetically Jesus was crucified on Passover we shall get there he was raised from the dead on the festival of first fruits first fruits first the first fruit sheep offering and he poured out his spirit on the waiting disciples 50 days later at the Pentecost don't forget that at the beginning we looked at three of the feasts the feast of the unliving bread which is a Passover the feast of harvest which is the Pentecost we said that the Pentecost is also the first fruit of their crops which they sow the people of Israel sold in their feast or in their fields sorry and then the feast of ingathering or tabernacles hallelujah so you realize that scripture was being fulfilled Jesus's appearance was fulfilling scripture being crucified on the Passover raised from the dead on the festival of first fruits John 12 verse 24 can somebody help us with that scripture Bible says that surely except a grain of corn falls to the the ground or a grain of wheat falls to the ground and die it abides alone but when it dies it brings forth much fruit that was the story of Jesus Jesus when Bible says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son when God gave Jesus it was God sowing Jesus God was sowing Jesus in the soil of the earth Jesus said very very I say unto you except the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die it abided alone but if it die it bringeth forth much fruit first fruit first fruit so when Jesus died he was raised from the dead on the festival of the first fruits the first fruit shift offering and he became the he became the first begotten of the dead the firstborn of many brethren the first begotten from the dead or the first begotten of the father and the firstborn from the dead and by his his resurrection from the dead being the firstborn from the dead he or he has been able to raise us up bible says he has raised us up together with him i wish somebody could search for, search for that scripture for us he has raised us up together with him so he just didn't rise as one seed he was sown as a seed but he has he came out with many fruits bringing to god many 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 more fruits raising us up together with him as first fruits unto god hallelujah and later he gave his disciples commandment that they should tarry until they were they were they received power from the holy spirit which happened 50 days later at pentecost hallelujah hallelujah exodus chapter 12 and verse 2 exodus 12 verse 2 yes emmanuel you're welcome cindy God bless you for joining us. Please follow us. If you haven't followed us, don't forget to keep liking the show. Don't forget to keep liking the show. Yes. This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. The beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. The first month of the year to you we shall come to look at the prophetic meaning of this scripture now do you know that the true beginning of each believers walk of faith 
and each believer's life with God is at the experience of their personal salvation. The day you were saved, the day you became born again, which is your Passover, and the day of your Holy Spirit baptism, which is your Pentecost, that is the day of your, the true beginning of your work of faith and your life with God. So, in essence, you haven't started living yet if you don't know Jesus. If you haven't experienced your Passover, that, is, that means you haven't encountered Jesus Christ as Savior, first of all, and as Lord over your life, not as Lord and as Savior. As Savior first and as Lord. You haven't begun or started living yet. And you cannot fulfill ministry or go on the Lord's errand without the Holy Spirit baptism or Pentecost. Hallelujah. So this month shall be unto you the beginning of months. Do you know that your salvation is a day, the day you are saved, the day I am saved is the day that I am delivered from darkness, my old lifestyle, from the kingdom of darkness, or the world, the world in which I was, which is a type of Egypt. So the day I was delivered to the Lord or into the kingdom of God the kingdom of God the kingdom of God so it begins that day be becomes the, 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 the beginning or that month shall be unto me the beginning of months or the beginning of my real life and true Christian experience hallelujah now these are not accidents these are not accidents at all. Someone might think that, oh, per, per chance, it's just some coincidence. You will see everything as not a coincidence at all. The road to the cross is not a coincidence. God calculated everything according to timing, according to a certain divine pattern. They were divinely appointed times and seasons, fulfilling the prophetic aspects of the festivals. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, the meaning of these festivals is to find fulfillment in our lives. And like I said, for example, Christ must be received as our Passover lamb, our deliverance from sin and hell. 1 Corinthians 5, verse 7, for instance, says, Purge out therefore the old living, that ye may be a new lamb, as ye are unliving. For even Christ, our Passover lamb, is sacrificed for us Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us so and then the, the first Corinthians 5 verse 7 the NIV says get rid of the old yeast that ye may be a new batch without yeast now if you may be wondering why the Bible is using yeast here what well, the yeast here is, is, is symbolic of sin Bible says that a little living or yeast the, the, whether living or yeast is the same thing a little living living at the whole lamp or a little yeast contaminates or makes the entire bowl or the entire bread or dough to swell so living refers to acts of sin so it says purge out therefore the old that it may be a new lamp as ye are unliving for even Christ our Passover lamb is sacrificed for us now the meaning of this is that when you receive Christ, you are receiving a sacrifice as a Passover lamb. We all need, 
we all need after this to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and to experience our own personal Pentecost like I said hallelujah Jesus never sent anyone to preach or any minister that he did not he didn't send anyone to minister that he did not first command to be empowered by the Holy Spirit so in Acts 4 it says that Bible says that and being assembled together with them commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem but wait for the promise of the Father which saith he ye have heard of me hallelujah now what is the meaning of Passover we've just looked at the background the first thing is that Passover meant deliverance for Israel deliverance Easter is a period of deliverance for you as an individual me as an individual for our households it's a, a, a season a time of deliverance for the entire world hallelujah all races of the world all people groups on the face of the earth hallelujah according to prophecy the people of israel were to be in bondage they were to be in captivity they were to be in captivity for a period of 400 years even though we know prophetically that they delayed there was a delay so that about some 30 years were added the four dark centuries had now passed and a deliverer was in view it was time for them to come out of slavery into wealth out of bondage into liberty out of oppression into freedom out of darkness into light now this is what happens anytime we are born again it is not just a, 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 a new experience that i am i am in christ that i am free from sin not just sin but everything that accompanies sin hallelujah we are coming out of slavery into wealth out of bondage into liberty the bondage and captivity of sin out of oppression by the powers and the, of darkness and the elements of the world into freedom and out of darkness into light hallelujah now egypt which is a type of the world would be behind them when they were leaving egypt egypt would be behind them and the promised land which is a typology of heaven or the new earth the promised land which was flowing with milk and honey was going to be before them hallelujah so as believers as we are redeemed from the world or from Egypt which is the type of the world we have hopes to spend eternity with God in a new heaven and a new earth hallelujah in the kingdom of God the future the futuristic aspect of our deliverance hallelujah hallelujah so now god told them that they should smear they should kill the lamp now in the first month which which we are we are in the month of nisan or abib which is the, the first month of the jewish calendar god instructed them that in the first month on the tenth day each of them should take a male ram a, a male um ram yes for each household hallelujah and they should keep it until the 14th day now why would they have to keep it until the 14th day for examination purposes because the, the lamb must be 
or the ram should be without blemish without spot without blemish that was the nature of jesus that was the nature of jesus jesus was without spot and without blemish hallelujah he was our perfect passover lamb so the within the periods of that the period of that four days they were to examine it examine it and then on the evening of the 14th day bible says that the entire households of israel should hold a solemn assembly where they congregate and then now they offer those lambs as sacrifices they slay them and apply the blood upon the sides of the adopters and on the top of the adopters of the household that eat the meat or the flesh of this 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 offering the bible says that when god passes over he says that when he sends his angel to pass over the, the land of Egypt to execute judgment. That is to say that even now that we are born again as believers, because we have been purchased and bought by the, the, the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvary's cross for us, the day when God's judgment, God's wrath shall, shall, shall be released upon all men, all men and the sons of disobedience, we shall be exempted for his, from his wrath and judgment. Hallelujah. Because of the blood because of the seal of the spirit upon our lives because of the blood because of the blood please don't forget to keep liking the show because of the blood of jesus we judgment of sin shall pass over us that's why bible says there is therefore now no condemnation for them who are in christ jesus who 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 no longer live after the flesh hallelujah but according but according to the spirit Bible says that for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. Romans 8, I think the verse 1 and verse 2. The law of the spirit of life has made me free. It has delivered me from the law of sin and death. When we began the teaching, we looked at how that sin. Bible says for us by one man sin entered into the world. It was a nature and that nature came with a superior penalty, the penalty of death. So death was existence death death was in existence in a king in the garden of eden death was in existence but it had no power death was not activated death had no power over man because the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law man had no law man lived and walked with god man man man, man walked before god in the cool of the day man had fellowship eternal fellowship with god had no law enjoyed the presence of god but the moment man transgressed god's only commandment what happened sin entered because there was a transgression of a commandment and bible says death by sin and that death began to pass over all men now when jesus came and he delivered and he, he saved us from so great a death bible says that he delivered us also from the condemnation that comes with that the, 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 the condemnation that comes with the judgment of of the, the the acts and penalty of that sin which brought us that death so there's no condemnation to them we which are in christ jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit for the law of the spirit of life there is a new law at work now in our members not which is after the new nature the, the new nature of righteousness which was worked in us by the spirit of god 
and this law enables us to fulfill the righteous demands of God. It enables us to overcome the old nature, the fallen nature of the flesh. Hallelujah. If you read Romans 7 carefully, you realize that there, 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 um, the Apostle Paul spoke of four laws, four laws which were at work. If you read the verse 21, 22, he, he, he spoke about how the effect of those laws, that what he would, he doesn't do. What he doesn't, that's what, what he wouldn't, or what he doesn't want to do, that's what he does. Then he said, I there were, there were laws, there were certain laws at work in my members. Hallelujah. He says, I found that there were certain laws at work in my members. My Bible says that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has delivered us from the law of sin and death. Kumocho, you are welcome. God bless you for joining. Now, when God passes over, when God passes over the land, when God passes over a people, when God passes over a territory, a nation, it is for two things. Either for amendment, that is a repair work, or for judgment, the revelation of his righteousness or destruction. Punishment for sin. Amendment or judgment. So when he wanted to judge the land of Egypt, he says, because of the blood. Because of the blood, when I see you, I will pass over you. I am give you all Israelites, all of you, my people, all of you Christians, by virtue of the new birth, by virtue of your deliverance, during the Passover, I am giving you all a new beginning in me. Your old things I will remember no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. As this 2 Corinthians 5.17. If any man be in Christ. First, I also thought that when Jesus said that, when God said that I will pass over the land of Egypt, or I'll send my angel to pass over, I was thinking that Jesus or God was actually going to be hovering. What, what the blood symbolically was doing was actually preserving. It was a covering over the entire household. The, the blood that was stricken, it says they should strike it. We usually use the language smear or apply. But the King James says they should strike it upon their doorposts, the lintels of their doorposts and the sides of their doorposts. The blood actually was a covering. It was a covering. It was God hiding them in himself. In him we live, move, and have our being. If any man be in Christ, do you understand? I don't know if someone's catching the revelation. He says, if any man be in Christ, you're not just coming to Christ. He is a place. He's a covering. He's a dwelling. He's a shelter. He, if you come to him, you are covered. If any man be in Christ, be in Christ, he is a place. The name of the Lord is a, a strong tower. The righteous run into it. They run into it. As you confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, you run into it and you are safe.
because our lives are hid with Christ in God. That is why before the devil can destroy you, unless you are ignorant of this, but before the enemy can destroy you, he has to destroy, he has to destroy Jesus first. Before, before he can get to you, he has to, we have to destroy God, get to Jesus, destroy Jesus before he can destroy us. Our lives are hid with Christ in God. Hallelujah. The second benefit of the Passover, deliverance from sin. Deliverance from sin. Deliverance from sin. So the first one is deliverance for Israel. Deliverance for Israel. Out of bondage, slavery. We said it was deliverance from slavery into wealth, from bondage into liberty, from oppression into freedom and from darkness into light hallelujah secondly it is a deliverance from sin sin itself is a whole entity by itself the grip of sin is so strong so just as passover was the end of slavery hardship and poverty for the people of israel so when we we also come to our passover lamb jesus we have a new beginning according to second corinthians 5 17 he is a new creation. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation or a new creature. Your type never existed. Hallelujah. You are a new creature. Your type never existed before. You are not an improved version of your old self. No. You are a totally recreated entity. So that if God should scan, should, he, should, he should scan the archives of the past, he will not find your type, your kind, your version that exists now. Hallelujah. You have been regenerated, that is to say, genetically recreated, regened, regened. Hallelujah. So when he was saying that if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. It was a repetition of Exodus 12 verse 2. This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of year to you. The beginning of months. The beginning of months. Hallelujah. New beginning. New beginning. Now. That also means that the sins the failures, the, the faults of our past and our old lives no longer have a hold on us. They can't bind us. That is why when the enemy comes like a flood, the, the, the Spirit of the Lord has that legal right to lift up a standard against him on our behalf. Because we are purchased by the Lord. And you have a right to rebuke the devil. To rebuke the devil. And say, no devil, I don't belong to you. You have no power over me. I have been translated from your kingdom into a new kingdom. And in this kingdom, I am not only a member or a participant of this kingdom. The Bible says that I am seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places, far above, far above all principalities and powers, including you, Satan. And where I am seated, you have no right to prevail. 
you have no legal access to operate anywhere near me where I sit with Christ Jesus. We are not just above, we are far above, far above in heavenly places. Hallelujah. So we are part of a new family. Please can somebody help us with Hebrews 12 verse 22. We become a part of a new family, a new genealogy, a new covenant, a new priesthood and a superior deliverer, even Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And of this deliverer, our new deliverer, the Bible says in Matthew 1 verse 21, this is the testimony of the Bible about him. It says, Thou shalt call his name, thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins he shall save he shall save when we come to the anatomy of the cross we shall see we shall look at the dynamics of god's salvation and operations and his workings through the cross the legal aspect the legal fulfillment the righteous demands that were met which vitally have become our experience in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. bloodline you switch genealogy you switch locations hallelujah you switch covenant hallelujah it's a total change even your entire being is transformed is regenerated because a new nature is imparted to you hallelujah we are just touching on it like this because we are looking at the road to the cross the events of the Passover. Hallelujah. When we come to the cross, we shall delve deeper and when we come to the resurrection, the power and the glory of his resurrection, which is where our real strength and power, our glory lies as a people. We shall go deeper. Hallelujah. Now when we look at Jesus as our perfect and eternal Passover lamb. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 8. Don't forget to keep liking this. 
2 Corinthians 5 verse 8 and then 1 Corinthians 5 verse 8. Crucifixion 
or his, his agony and crucifixion follow this same pattern. Hallelujah. John 1 29. Bible says the next day, John see Jesus coming unto his head. Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Hallelujah. Hebrews 7 verse 26. God bless you, ministers. David and winning. But lo, he speaketh he speak boldly. Hebrews 7 verse 26. Yes. For such an high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. Hallelujah. 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 That's, that speaks, that speaks of his perfection. Hallelujah. So we realized, somebody please help us with Minister David, Matthew 22, verse 15, all the way to 46. Quick, quickly, we want to look at how Jesus was examined by religious leaders. On the 10th day, the very day that the lamb, the lambs that were presented by the various families in Jerusalem for the, for, for, for the feast of Passover, were examined. Jesus was also standing before the, the leaders, the authorities of the day. He had presented himself for inspection. The Herodians, the Sadducees, the lawyers, and the Pharisees, they examined him, they questioned him, the jury, they tried him legally. Hallelujah. So, and then we realize that the conclusion of this time of testing and examination was found in Matthew 22 verse 46. I think you'll get there very soon. The 46 says that, And no man was able to answer him a word, neither does any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. moral perfections because he was found perfect blameless I want to take the reading quickly 22 verse 15 to 46 I read then when the Pharisees and two counsel how they might entangle him in his talk and they, they sent out unto him their disciples with the Herodians saying master we know that thou art true and teaches the way of God in truth. Now, take note that they were trying to find, they were trying to find a legal accusation against him. They were trying to find a basis for accusation. Sin. They wanted to, by all means, find something upon which they could level some charges against him to crucify him. And even though Bible says that they found no charge against this Jesus who has become our Passover lamb, they still went ahead to crucify him because it was still in tune with the Passover which they observed in Exodus 12. 
the lamb that was crucified that was offered up needed to be without blemish so jesus was spotless and when pilate was giving him up saying that i i find no sin in him and yet i offer him up he was unknowingly fulfilled the will and the word of god and i pray for you i pray for somebody today that may any betrayer in your life any enemy in your life may every enemy of your life and destiny that has been tormenting you day and night knowingly or knowingly i pray that my media every work against you propel you further and further deeper and deeper into your destiny in the name of jesus they can only accomplish the will of god in your life in the name of jesus bible says that had they known this wouldn't have crucified the lord of glory had they known this they would have acquitted and discharged the lord the lord jesus because even Pilate's wife warned him that he has suffered she had suffered many things in a dream concerning jesus but he went ahead just to please the crowd i am not going into the story because like i said earlier we have a lot to do we are, we are looking at it side hand in hand or side by side the passover that was observed in the old testament so that we can better appreciate this season of passover or easter hallelujah if i had gone into the stories we wouldn't have finished we wouldn't have even gotten here hallelujah our enemies can only fulfill the will of god they can only fulfill that which is written in the volume of the books concerning our lives hallelujah The more the enemy thinks is pushing you out of the will of God, the more he pushes you into the will of God. Hallelujah. You cannot fail. All things work together for good to them that love God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So beloved, at the sound of my voice, so long as you know you are the called according to the purpose, according to the will of God, so long as you know you are doing the bidding of God, so long as you know you are still planted in the house of God, you know that everything working, that seems to even be working against your life, is only working for you. Because there is no disadvantage to the child of God. There is no disadvantage. There is no, nothing that can work to your disadvantage. You are programmed by nature to, to, to succeed. You are programmed by nature to prevail. You are programmed by nature to, to expand, even in the midst of affliction. Bible says that the more they afflicted the people of Israel while they were in Egypt, the more they became fruitful, the more they multiplied, so that even the Egyptians became terrified. The terror of the people of Israel fell upon them. May your terror fall upon your enemies in the name of Jesus. Even as God increases your strength, the strength of your knowledge in Him, your spiritual strength in battle in the name of Jesus. Matthew 22 verse 17. Tell us therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? They were still trying to find accusations against, against him, but Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, why tempted why tempt ye me ye hypocrites the verse 19 says show me the tribute money and they brought it to him and and jesus said unto them who is in the image who is this image and subscription or superscription they say unto him caesar's then said he unto them render therefore unto caesar the things which are caesar's and unto god the things that are god's and they 
when they heard these words, they marveled and left him. You see, they marveled and left him. That was the, the end of the first part of his temptation or his trial. He was found guiltless. They couldn't hold any charge against him. And they went their way. And the same day came to them, to him, the Sadducees. The same day, they were in haste to put him on trial. They were in haste to crucify him because they knew the Passover was just on, 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 on the verge of the weekend. It was just at the corner. The same day came to him the Sadducees. So the Herodians were done. The Sadducees now came. We say that there is no resurrection and asked him, Master, saying, Master, Moses said, If a man die having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise half seed unto his brother. Now there were with us seven brethren, and what have you? Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife shall be of the seven? For they all had her. Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, in marriage but are the, are, like, are the angels of God in heaven. But as touching the resurrection of the dead, have ye not read that which was spoken unto you by God? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And when the multitude heard this, they were astonished at his doctrine. But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. From Herodians to Sadducees, now the Pharisees gathered together, all to try his purity. They were examining him. The 10th to the 14th day of the month of Abib, the keeping of the lamp was for examination. Hallelujah. I wouldn't go further. I would just want to jump straight to the verse 46. The verse 45. Bible says, if then now the, the, the place where tried the last point they tried to find point against him was, was to, 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 to say that are you no are you, are you saying that you are Lord? And he said that if David then called him Lord, where he was quoting as the Old Testament, how is his son? Verse 46 of Matthew 22 now says, and no man was able to answer him a word. Neither does any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. Hallelujah. Now he came to the civil authority where he was examined again. John 18, chapter 18, verse 12 and verse 28. John chapter 18, verse 12 and verse 28. Bible says that Cephas wanted evidence, evidence to present to Pilate on which he would condemn Jesus, but he found nothing. He had nothing to answer Pilate's inquiry. With a, he had nothing. And so he had to answer Pilate's inquiry with a statement in John 18, verse 29 and 30. Earlier I said John 18, verse 12 and verse 28. Minister Winning, you can take that. John 18, verse 12 and 28. And then Pilate's response was, in, was with John 18, verse 29 and 30. Minister David, please help us with that. So now after extensive examination of the Lamb of God, Pilate himself pronounces that Jesus is qualified to be the Passover lamb without even knowing. Hallelujah. So this legal and civil verdict was given at the very time the Passover lambs were being examined and declared faultless by the priests in Jerusalem. Pilate now therefore declared Jesus faultless three times. Three times. Three times. Pilate did not even understand how important this declaration was. The declaration of Jesus' innocence. He didn't even know what he was doing. How important it was to the, to the fulfillment of the futuristic or the foreshadowing aspect of the Passover in the Old Testament. He did not know that Jesus was a Lamb of God being presented to him for inspection. 
according to Exodus 12 verse 5 and Deuteronomy 15 verse 21. Exodus 12 verse 5 and Deuteronomy 15 verse 21. In Luke 24 verse 27, Bible says that God, I'm not sure we can finish because our time is almost up. In, in Luke 24, verse 27, Bible says, And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. This was Jesus after the resurrection. So, all these things about the Passover, like I said, it began from Moses. And it spans then the seven feet this this span the three three thousand five hundred years even up to the set the point of the second coming of christ so we have seen his first coming and the feast are still being observed and as we are observing we are looking we are still in that divine timeline or calendar waiting for his second coming or appearing within that time frame of the 3,500 years. So it is also easy to predict, though we cannot predict the exact hour or day or time or moment, but we can be able to tell the seasons within which he will appear or he will rapture his church. That is by, that's why Bible says he shall come like a thief. So we should watch and we should pray. We should prepare ourselves, hallelujah. The Bible is very prophetic. I know that not many churches approached it this way. That is why I waited as for us. I waited for us to finish with all our festivities to come this way, to come and have all of this done to us, or to, to come and, um, and have this teaching. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 2, verse 7 says that, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. God ordained Jesus' crucifixion before the world unto our glory. That's why he's our hope of glory. None of these princes or the, the prince of this world knew, for had they known it, had Pilate, Cephas, the Herodians, the, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, had they known it, had the devil and Judas known it, they would not have crucified, they would not have been instru instruments of his crucifixion. They will not have crucified the Lord of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The next time we shall look at Jesus as a perfect ransom in nature and form. If a man sinned, it was illegal for an angel to come and die for man. Hallelujah. A man must come to die for man. That is why Jesus came in the form of a man. It's part of today's teaching. But we have two minutes to end the podcast. So we won't be able to get there. Hallelujah. These are the depths of the word of God. Hallelujah. We thank God for grace. Beloved, you want to lift your voice. We want to end here. We want to lift your voice. And just begin to bless the name of the Lord. Thank God for his word. His word in errant, infallible, eternal. For feeding us from his bounty. Just bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Bodimo katele kona mataladaya. Rabrandimo she kona blino haya. Lord, we bless you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for long nourishment. Thank you, Lord, for life. Thank you for healing. Thank you for your presence, O God. Thank you, O God.
pray for grace to be doers and not hearers only in Jesus' name. Amen. People of God, just about 20 seconds to go. Um, we meet again tomorrow, Tuesday. Yes, we shall meet, be meeting Tuesday to complete today's session. Amen. And on Wednesday, we shall meet for the second part of the series. Um, and then on Friday, we shall have the last meeting. Amen. And our meeting time shall be 22.30 GMT UTC or UTC. Please prepare, plan ahead, come with an expectation, invite somebody. I love you all. Keep burning for Jesus. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Bye, bye, bye. bye.